Hoosier United Methodist podcast, episode number 36, with five Indiana United Methodist churches participating in a work camp at the Red Bird Mission in the Appalachian Mountains of Kentucky. I think Red Bird gives people hope, and that's part of what the United Methodist Church is about is giving people hope and of course uh, Jesus told us to go out and we're trying to be obedient and go out and help people um, so we can give them hope. Hello this is Bishop Julius Trimble from the Indiana area and you are connecting with the United Methodist People podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller doing all the good we can. Methodist Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. Brad believes that a strong connection in the United Methodist Church is essential to achieving the mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. The Hoosier United Methodist Podcast will help you and your church connect with key insights, hear inspiring stories, and learn from successful pastors and people making a difference in United Methodist Churches in Indiana. And now, here's Brad. Hello again, good people, and welcome to this episode of the Hoosier United Methodist Podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. I am Brad. I am a local church pastor in the Indianapolis area of Indiana. Been in ministry for 35 years or so. Love what I do, serving the Lord, but also love communicating the good news through the medium of podcasting because it gives me the opportunity to meet and talk with some of the great uh, leaders in our United Methodist churches, both clergy and bishops and the dedicated lay folk. And it's my privilege on this episode, number 36 of the Hoosier United Methodist podcast, to talk with five dedicated lay folk from five of our United Methodist churches in Indiana who were leaders in bringing their individual church groups out into the mission field on a work camp experience at the Redbird Mission in Beverly, Kentucky. That's in the Appalachian Mountains of Kentucky, where we have a United Methodist Redbird Mission, which has a school and, and rehabbing of homes and, and clothing and, and food ministries and agricultural, clean water, all kinds of things that they do there, which we'll get into in our, in our talk and it has to do with our, our mission as a church. But the unique thing I wanted to share with you here is that um, in the second week of September of 2017, I found myself in uh, this mission site with my church. And uh, with uh, it turns out that five United Methodist churches from Indiana were there out of 11 United Methodist churches from around the country who were there. So half the group there, or half the number, half the groups there were from Indiana. We found it to be kind of a unique situation, and so we were able to bring together uh, some of the key leaders from each of those groups, which represented uh, over 50 people who were there from our United Methodist uh, Churches in Indiana. And it was a great uh, great experience, a great conversation we had. Because as you know, the the mission and the purpose of the Hoosier United Methodist podcast is strengthening the connection in the United Methodist Church in the state of Indiana in order to help us live out our mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. 
And one of the ways we can be connectional and strengthening the connection is understanding how we can work together uh, in a team effort on mission projects. And in this case, in uh, God's serendipity, uh, five of us, United Methodist Churches, were, were, were brought together to serve in this, uh, this capacity. And it was a great experience for me as one of the few pastors who was there, be part of everything, to see the great leadership from our lay people who brought together these folks to share in the, this time of, of an understanding of, of, the, of meeting the needs of some folks there in Appalachia who really had some great needs and to, and to see the dedication that had to do with the sacrificial giving and the, and the, the sense of friendship and hope and, and uh, dedication and sacrificial giving that all these folks had. And I admired it uh, so much. So I just want to thank up front those people who we were, had some conversation with in this podcast we, uh, we talked with uh, Mark Van Hook from uh, Honey Creek United Methodist Church in Greenwood, Chris Atkins from First United Methodist Church in Portage, Dave Oza from Lapel United Methodist Church, Bob Ewell from Edwardsville United Methodist Church, and Doug Brown from St. Mark's United Methodist Church in Carmel. And I was able to sit down in the little firehouse they have, volunteer fire department they had one night. Well, we had some ice cream, and we had just a roundtable conversation about mission and ministry in the United Methodist Church as a whole, the purpose and the place of taking mission work camp experiences and how that can be a powerful momentum builder and spark in missional, missional thinking and giving and involvement in our churches back home. I think you're going to love this conversation, and I, I want you to just really lend it to your ear and give it some, some time and use this as a tool, perhaps, in uh, sparking uh, missional thinking and mission, uh, mission giving and, and perhaps uh, getting, uh, getting some, uh, a group together from your church to take a mission work camp project. So that's our conversation today. Five United Methodist churches from the state of Indiana, from the northern uh, northwestern part of the state to the far southern part of the state to the central part of the state. We had the state covered, but we found ourselves in the Appalachian Mountains of Kentucky to serve a greater good, to save, to serve a great God, to uh, indeed be about the purpose of transforming lives for the transformation of the world. So let's get into our conversation with the folks at the Redbird Mission right now. speak with representatives of all five churches who are here this week and kind of the unique opportunity we have to be together and to find out a little bit more about what brought them here in this mission and uh, what the impact is in this community and what is the impact in, in our communities back home again in Indiana. So let's just start with uh, this gentleman here. Just share your name, a little bit about your, your church and about why you're here. Thanks, Brad. My name is Doug Brown. I'm with Carmel St. Mark's United Methodist Church. Um, we have uh, kind of a slogan that we used at St. Mark's called St. Mark's where mission is a way of life. So uh, we're very active uh, in missions locally and, and, and nationally, internationally. Uh, we've been coming to Redbird for a number of years. We haven't been here for a, a couple years though, so um, we were anxious to send another group down here. We've got a long history here and we've always enjoyed our time here. And about how many folks do you have here this week? Uh, we have a group of 20. We actually work on two different projects at one location, and uh, having a great week. That's great. Hi, I'm Dave Osa from Lapel, Indiana, United Methodist Church. 
what brought us here is uh, the talk of Redbird. We have several people that talk about it in our Sunday school classes. And I think that's what inspired me. I felt, I actually felt the call of God. I pray when God toggles me something to do, I do it. And I have just had a blessing. And our group, we're taking on six uh, people that came down with us. And we're at a house and uh, just been great. It's just been an awesome thing and just feel comfortable. Wonderful, thank you. And you have a group of how many with you? Six. Six, that's great. I'm Mark Van Hook with Honey Creek United Methodist Church, and we have 15 with us uh, this uh, work week. We've never been to Redbird before, and uh, we heard about the opportunity, and we found it also be uh, very organized as far as what they do, and it's a close destination, so um, we chose to kind of Redbird this, this uh, mission uh, opportunity. We'd like to be in missions, and so we also like to be hands-on, so this uh, works out for us. Uh, we're working on a trailer, rehabbing a trailer, and having a great connection with that family. And, and what town in Indiana are you from? <clears throat> Fremont, Indiana. Very good. And you are? I'm Bob Ewell. I'm with Edwardsville United Methodist Church. We have uh, four people with us this week. Every year we've come, since about 2000 we've, we've come, and uh, if we need a dozen people at the job, a dozen people seem to come. So I, I, I don't know, it's one of those God things. However many people you need with the skill levels that you need, we always end up with. Um, we've been, we have a heart for missions. Our, that's our strength of our church. And we're outward looking. Uh, I've, I've been to Africa and Haiti, and, and we've got another group going to Haiti again this year. But uh, we've had a close relationship with Redbird Mission. And uh, we're going to continue that, as I think, Brad. That's great. Thank you. Tell us about, and you have a, a group of four? Four. four. That's great. Oh, uh, my name is Chris Atkins. I'm from Portage United Methodist Church in northwest Indiana. I brought a group of 11 with me to week. Um, our pastor, a few, um, about 10 years ago, our pastor uh, was taking mission groups out to uh, an Indian reservation out west, but the cost of travel got too much, and he had been here years ago and brought our team down here, uh, and then we've been back uh, seven times since. I've led seven different teams back here since. Um, we love coming here because uh, uh, we never know what we're going to find or what we're going to learn. Um, and uh, uh, we're having a good time. We're working on a trailer, um, and uh, things have been going real well. Chris, you mentioned you never know what you're going to find, and uh, Redbird Mission is in the middle of the Appalachian Mountains, and there's some desperate need here from my eye, and I've been here all week as well. But I'd be interested to hear from, uh, from you, gentlemen representing the uh, five United Methodist Church churches here. What have you seen as the need and therefore the opportunity for the church here in this community? Anyone want to chime in? I'll speak up. Dave Osa from LaPel. I've seen the need as we go to these houses. They have nothing. And it is like just being in a different country. People are as happy with what they have but they have spoken out to Redbird for different things, different wants, different things. Like just simple repairs. It's just awesome that Redbird has everything to offer every citizen in this area. What a mission statement. And there, what are some of the, uh, what are some of those specific uh, 
ministries or situations that we've seen that's meeting some of the needs here. Anyone want to speak to that? Uh, Mark Van Hook, Honey Creek Church. Um, we're repairing a roof that is uh, leaking badly for the family that uh, lives in this trailer. And uh, in fact, the ceiling is collapsing in a part of the trailer. Uh, also, uh, one thing that uh, Redbird is doing that uh, is reaching out to our family is uh, clean water. Uh, they do not have clean water, and uh, Redbird has a program where they can get free water, very, or clean water, very inexpensively, and that's been shared with our family. Great. I can speak to it too, Brad. I'm, this Bob Ewell from Edwardsville. The, uh, you know, the, I think the number one ministry they have here is their K through 12 school. They've got a Redbird Christian school. There's just very little opportunities for these students or young people to get an education. They've got to travel for two hours on a bus ride. But Redbird School, Redbird Christian School, uh, gives them a great, great foundation, and it gives them an opportunity to, to, to and gives them some hope. Uh, the, I think since I've been coming since 2000 to this location, there's no infrastructure here. You know, there's no r easy roads in and easy roads out. So that I think that's a deterrent for any industry. Is as, um, as, as active. She's she's helping us paint. She's helping us drywall, and she's there helping us. We pray with her each day, and she's breaking bread with us. So that's to me it seemed like a, a, a little difference of attitude. And I think Redbirds probably created that, saying, "Hey, we're here to help. We're all we're all children of God, and we're all help, here to help each other." So I really am encouraged by that. And I think this clean water thing that Redbird's doing to encourage people, as we know, when you go to third world countries, uh, the drinking water or, or contaminated water is the largest contributor to disease and, and death. And uh, Redbird's actually trying to do something about that. So I, I'm excited about that. I think that's given a lot of people hope here. In a way, we're seeing a few uh, third world type issues right here, not too far, just a few hundred miles from the Indiana border, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I'd like to hear a little bit more about missions in our local churches and how something like a work camp experience, what does that do for the mission emphasis in our local churches? Dave Osa from Lapel. Uh, people in my group, a lot of them have never been on a mission trip before. And they've come to this one with, with God's help to uh, see what they can do to help the, the less fortunate and I've got people that are signing up for next year already they are touched by this it is just a great thing that Redbird is doing to get people involved with the public that'll speak up and ask for help anyone else want to speak to that how this is impacting your local church yeah this is Doug from St. Mark's uh, I would like to echo that a little bit in terms of uh, our group we have a group of 20 Seven people have been here before, but there's 13 people who this is their first experience with Redbird. And again, as, as Dave said, I think the more that you can spread the word, they will take that back, not only for the benefit of Redbird, but just to, to get that uh, servant attitude uh, back to the church in their own lives and then spread that among the congregation. Yeah. Mark, what's your thoughts about mission in terms of the power of that, in terms of the overall mission of the local church? Uh, I believe that uh, when you are doing uh, the mission of, the, of our Lord and the Great Commission and, and doing what he wants us to do, then uh, I don't think it's so much a United Methodist thing. I think it's a Christian thing, and people that, that come to our churches realize it's something that they want to be involved in, uh, and it's contagious. 
And um, I believe that uh, if a church is feeling lackluster or lack of energy, that's when we need to exercise spiritual muscles. And I think that's what missions is all about. And it gives us muscle and gives us um, strength because uh, I believe at that point we have the anointing of God upon us because we're doing his work. That's great. Um, hey, Chris, in your local church, uh, what kind of messages does a work camp experience like this, what kind of message does this take back to not only your local church, but to your local town of Portage? Well, we uh, usually, after these mission trips, we go back and we share our photos and our stories to the rest of the congregation. And then we also um, try to use the these, the team members that come here today or this week and the ones that have come previously and we try to uh, I try to rally them up to do um, community projects like uh, the rebuild of rebuild um, uh, Portage Together program which is a community effort where church, all the churches come in and, and try to uh, work on a project or we will um, put out a, uh, a, a, a notification to church members who need uh, assistance we've uh, We've done a couple of those in the past where I've called on members of, that have come down here with me to help me put a, a roof on a, a lady's house and a garage on her garage. Um, so, uh, knowing their skill set when they they're with me on this team, I can call on them to see if they would help locally. And most of them are right there, um, willing to you know step up and help me. So you don't have to get in the car and go a couple states away. You don't have to get in the airplane and go to another continent. You can do mission at home, but this can be a factor in, yes. in energizing that as well. Yeah. Yes. So what, did you, what do you guys think are some of the needs that are here that you've seen pop up that somehow or another the church in Indiana can take another step forward? You know, step forward even beyond what we're doing now, of sending teams here together. Maybe there's something else that we can do. What have you seen here that's caught your eye like, wow, this is a huge need, and we got we got to do something about this? I can address that. This is Bob, again, from Edwardsville United Methodist. We are actually the benefactors. We think we're coming down here to be benevolent and to help people in need. But the Bible says... When you help the least of these brothers of mine, and Jesus said this. When Jesus says it, we need to pay attention. When you help the least of these brothers of mine, you're helping me as well. So in my heart, I believe when we're in the action of helping people, we're closer to Christ than we'll ever be here on earth. So it changes our hearts. Those of us that are volunteering and those people who, is, who uh, come with us to volunteer, our hearts are being changed. And that's what needs to happen because I... I believe that we're, we do help these people, but these people are actually put on earth so we can be in service, so we can be obedient to Christ. There's needs, and they said that, they've addressed that 2,000 years ago in the Bible, and there's needs, and there's probably going to be needs 2,000 years from now, guys. Yeah. But I do believe that we're, our hearts are being changed. We take it back to our congregation, and hopefully to our kids and our grandkids, and uh, their hearts will be changed as well. And that's an excellent point. So what are some of the ways you guys have seen our groups, you know, sometimes we think of missions what we do for someone else, but you're touching how the transformation takes place in us. How about a story about in some episode or some event that happened this week where either an individual in your group or maybe your whole group was touched by a person or a family or a situation here that impacted you guys? Mark, you want to share on that one? Well, um, 
Mark Van Hook, Honey Creek Church. Um, I guess we have a situation where we had some difficulty getting down here. And um, uh, one of our vehicles that was had five uh, of our members coming down here broke down. So we had to reshuffle and, and um, uh, in order to get here. And a member from our church uh, volunteered to uh, go where the vehicle was broken down and haul the uh, vehicle back, tow it back to uh, Greenwood, Indiana, so that the repairs could be done. And that uh, member that was waylaid two days uh, came down, borrowed a car, and, and is down here with us. Um, so I guess it's, I guess, kind of like what Bob was saying, um, when you're on missions, you kind of uh, get more connected to the needs of others. And uh, it's uh, being selfless. And so when it's, we go back home, the situation may not be the same. But I think our spiritual antennas or sensitivity of, of the needs around us is more sensitized and we'll recognize it and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll step up and, and act on it Great. to meet needs. Anyone else have a story about something? Yeah. Well, I'd just like to share a little bit. First of all, and I think most of us have been doing an evening devotion or morning devotion, and I think those are really special times for our team. And before I, we came, I told our team members, I said, we're going to feel different about each other by the end of the week. Uh, so I think that has this, it's been a wonderful bonding experience for us. But a little story for you. Uh, one of the things we usually do is we like to bring a prayer shawl for our homeowner. Um, so the lady in charge of that, she brought three. She said, I don't know why, but God told me to bring three. So we're working on one house, but the lady's sister lives next door, and her mother lives next door. First day, she says, I know why we brought three. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. A real God moment. Yep. Mm-hmm. Any other God moments from this week that you want to share? Any other where you went, yay God? I can speak up. Dave Olson from Lapel. This project we got with Sally, uh, she's been a Redbird uh, student here. She is 80 years old by herself. House is immaculate and just treats everybody with a wish that things could be better. She's given her name, her name, her phone number, her address, and invited us back to her house. And such openness like that is just a blessing to us. And in any mission trip, I, I think that you will be fed by spiritual, by food. And I tell you, it just opens your eyes on how good it can be for you if you just say yes. They just say yes. It has a little bit to do with the theme of this whole week, which is to love out loud, which is the theme of the whole uh, Redbird mission this year, about not about being noticed for doing something great for, for the Lord. Yes. Not hide yourself under a bushel, doing something noticed. Mark, you had something you want to share? Uh, yes, Mark Van Hook from Honey Creek Church. Uh, I just think we have to recognize that God has been so for us this week because of the weather. Uh, our project is outdoors. We're on a roof. And uh, with Hurricane Irma and all that and the weather forecast, we could have easily been washed out several days, but every single day we've been able to be out there doing our work. And every night we cover that roof so that it doesn't leak into the, uh, into the, the folks' uh, house. And every night it's rained. So, you know, um, so it's kind of uh, the blessing of God that he lets us work, and yet then we, we know the presence of rain that could be destructive and we're, 
were uh, protecting that house and back on the next day to, to work. So I praise God because he's obviously had his hands on us to be able to work and do what we want to do. For yeah. uh, This is Chris Atkins from Portage, Indiana. Um, one of my God moments that I get every time I come down here is um, team members uh, will ask, what will I do? What do I, you know, they're being called down here. And I just tell them to come, we'll figure it out. And my God moment, it happens every time. And I'll have more of them on my way home when I'm, I'm thinking about it. But the other one was, um, normally I have a, a, a contractor that comes down and he handles the workload. I deal with everything else. He, he knows the ins and outs of the construction business. He didn't get to come. And so I was a lot worried. And um, a new gentleman came that I had never met before at the been going to church for a year but he he signed up to come and we wasn't really sure why and we got to um, we had a bathroom project and I'm not a bathroom person I'm not really that construction orientated so uh, as soon as he walked in he had done this before Amen. and that was my big God moment I said Brian that's why you were here and he's been running a show in that bathroom all these three days now and uh, and and that's my big guy moment and I was have I'm sure I'll have more of them between now and until on the way home knowing these all these people were called here for a particular reason um, and, and and I that just moves me every time I think about it that's great one of the God moments I think is here in a very interesting way is there's I think 11 different groups here uh, this week maybe well over 100 people and folks from Alabama and Georgia and Ohio and Pennsylvania, but for whatever reason, there's five groups from Indiana here. Groups are actually from the northern part of the state, Portage, the southern part of the state, Edwardsville, and several, uh, three churches from the central part of the state, uh, Carmel, Greenwood, and, and LaPel. Uh, we kind of got the state covered. But what do you think are perhaps some ways that United Methodists in Indiana can somehow or another work cooperatively in terms of reaching and touching uh, mission projects like Redbird and other places around the, the world and the, and the country. What are just some thoughts you may have about how we work cooperatively, whether it's sending out teams or fundraising, whatever. Any thoughts on that, how we might be able to work together? Well, I think there's uh, a mission group in every church. You want to fund the mission group. And the mission group is the people that decide what missions we need to help. And there's missions everywhere in the United States and in other foreign countries. And I think that's the group in a church. Your missions team leaders, your mission leaders. Follow them. Great. Great. Yeah. This is uh, Doug, excuse me, Doug from St. Mark's. I think the other thing we have an opportunity to do sometimes, and thankfully for the connection, connectional state of the Methodist Church, uh, we can work together better. And sometimes there are mission opportunities where we're hesitant to take on because we're not quite sure we've got that critical mass needed to sustain that. So I think if we can reach out to others um, in, in our nearby communities, other churches, that perhaps we can team up and work together on some of those yeah. where we may not have the individual critical mass, but if we team together, we can, we can certainly accomplish great things. A, a team effort, that's great. Let me ask one more question. This will be a round, uh, this is kind of a round table discussion, so I want everyone to comment on this, and this will be basically our last thing I want you to comment on. Every one of you are involved, lay people in your local churches, involved with mission, you have a passion for mission. 
And yet not every United Methodist Church in Indiana has the same passion, the same devoted, dedicated lay people, or the same uh, passion for uh, mission and, and outreach. What do you say to that church, that lay leader particularly of that church, and perhaps the pastors, about how an experience like this can be helpful to them? How would you get help them get a trip like this going or get their mission pro program uh, kind of off the mark in terms of really taking a step of faith? I'd like you all to comment briefly on that, then we'll have a closing. We'll start, start with you, Chris. I think they just need to um, uh, educate uh, more um, with their, educate their uh, um, congregation about the different possibilities of what's out there and then from there they can kind of um, um, realize where they are feeling they are being called to you know it could be more uh, a construction based type thing like this or it could be um, more of a educational base where they don't do construction but they can go out and do educational type um, things to uh, a mission so they need to if a church was that hasn't no out uh, side mission work they need to uh, look inward see what kind of talents what they're being felt like they're being called for and then just start small and and and, and build from there thank you Bob yeah I would agree with Chris I think that um, the thing that I would try to impress on on all the churches uh, not just in the Indiana but let's address those right now is a lot of people in my congregation will say I, I, either I don't have any skills you know what can I do and, there's, and I think Chris hit it right on the head. If we would do a better job of educating, if we would bring in guest mission speakers to talk to our congregation, uh, not just once a year, but maybe once a quarter, and, uh, and explain and to say, here's lots of opportunities for any skill level, even if you just come as a prayer warrior. When, when I went to Johns Island, South Carolina, we had a, a group of about 12 people who just stayed at the bottom of where we were putting a roof on this church and prayed for us all day. Now, so I, I think we, if we could educate everybody in, the educa in our congregation, I, I think some people say I'm not worthy. I am not worthy to go serve, but we're all worthy. Christ died for us. We're worthy. He, he didn't die for junk or for nothing. He died for us. So we need to be, we need to be in sacrificial giving to Jesus Christ and help the kingdom of God grow. And I think we need to educate everybody to do, do that. Thank you. Mark? Um, sometimes we look at the mountain that is uh, ahead of us as far as the, the, the reasons why we can't. And um, we have to realize that everything we do, uh, if it's only by our own effort, uh, really doesn't come to much. We need the, the power of God and the anointing of God for us to do anything that's lasting. And so. Um, and in our, our particular team, we have a man who's uh, had polio, and we have some that have st suffered strokes, uh, some who have physical challenges, and uh, those folks of our group, uh, it's not, uh, they could see plenty of reasons why maybe they can't come on a work camp thing, but you know what, they came because their hearts were so uh, mood that they want to share wherever they can and so I would suggest for any um, church uh, not to look at what why they can't but to look at why not uh, because you know God uh, will touch and use them in whatever uh, in, in fact like each of the families we've talked about where we've, we've met the people 
the key is we've touched someone's life, and and that yeah. that can be done with a with a people that have great skills as far as constructions, or it can be done with people that have less skills but are willing just to, to show up and, and be of service uh, with the power of God. Thank you, Mark. Dave? Dave from LaPel. Uh, I noticed in our group we've had a, a mother and her two daughters show up. And I'll tell you, some people, as in any mission group, need a time away from their family so they can unwind with fellow Christians to share hope and friendship and I think everybody in any situation uh, work team, surgery cancer if you pray about it it's just amazing the results that happen when God touches you Thank you. Doug? Yeah, Doug from St. Mark's um, a lot of good things that everybody has shared here I, I, I agree with a lot of those things or all of those things actually but I think if, if a church is not involved with a lot of hands-on missions, starting small is a great way to go. Um, but I also would encourage them to challenge themselves. You know, start small, but, but keep reaching. Um, I, I took a picture of a quote off the wall at the Redbird School. It says, you have been assigned this mountain to show others it can be moved. And uh, I really like that quote. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that we can keep in mind that, you know, God says we can move mountains. Uh, so let's let's reach out there and, and work hard. And we in the church are in the mountain moving business. Uh, as a pastor in the United Methodist Church for about 35 or so years, one of the things that I know that can happen is life transformation does happen, and that's what the business we are in is all about. But it doesn't happen unless we have incredibly dedicated lay people in our United Methodist churches who make the extra effort to do things like getting your vehicles and and raise the money and so on to come to a mission site like the Redbird Mission in Beverly, Kentucky. We see the need is great and we have responded to the need and that is happens in many in many ways because of dedicated lay people like yourselves and the ones you represent. So I thank you today. I thank Mark Van Hook from Greenwood Honey Creek United Methodist Church in Greenwood, Indiana, and Chris Atkins from First United Methodist Church in Portage, Dave Oza from LaPel United Methodist Church, Bob Yule from Edwardsville United Methodist Church, and Doug Brown from St. Mark's Church in Carmel. We thank you all for being a part of the Hoosier United Methodist Podcast. How about that? Wasn't that a great conversation that we were able to have with these uh, really fired up you, you heard the energy of these gentlemen, didn't you? And they represented their various churches so well. But I want to tell you that I had the opportunity to meet and get to know folks from every one of these United Methodist churches, uh, from the five United Methodist churches in Indiana, and also the churches who were there from other states like Pennsylvania and Ohio and Georgia and Alabama. Uh, and, of course, the folks there and the, the dedicated folks at the mission site at the Redbird Mission incredibly dedicated folks. And this is where life transformation takes place, folks. When we put hands and feet and heart and mind and, and tongue and, and actions to, uh, to our faith. And the, the theme of this whole work week was love out loud. And uh, from uh, the key scripture being from... Um, from First John, the third chapter, who says, "Do not speak amid words about words only, but in deeds and action." 
and that's what this is. This whole week was about. It was about understanding the needs of the people there, and seeking to reach them with what being available for what God has given us. Not every person there was talented about uh, uh, construction means and things like this, but everyone there was available to touch the lives of others. That might have been conversation with the home with the homeowners of people's homes we were working on. It might have been working in the kitchen. It might have been helping sort clothing and in in the in the in the clothes closet area. It might have been working in sorting out seeds for the agricultural ministry that they had. All kinds of things. The result was great momentum built, an understanding of hope and friendship in an area where there's a lot of disconnectedness and a lot of hopelessness. And we were able to be a part of something good for God. And moreover, our groups were changed as well. And that transformation to take place in our groups, which is part of the result of a work camp experience, we can now take back home to our churches in Indiana. And that's part of the point here of this podcast, of this conversation, is helping us have some tools and some means and some understanding and some inspiration about getting our churches involved with missions in our local communities. Because the needs are just as great in our own local communities and whatever community we are at in Indiana. We have people who are hurting and need the Lord and people who have physical needs and who are hungry and hurting and and all kinds of things going on. And we, as a church, are called upon to touch those lives. I liked what one of the, uh, one of our people, Mark, said. He said, you know, a lot of times in our churches, we look for reasons of why we can't do something. But when we go on a work mission trip, we understand that why not? Why not? Why not us and why not now? So God gives us these opportunities, and I hope that we'll do something with them. So I just want to thank, again, the people who were participated in this conversation. Mark Van Hook from Honey Creek United Methodist Church in Greenwood, Chris Atkins from First United Methodist Church in Portage, Dave Oza from Lapel United Methodist Church, Bob Ewell from Edwardsville United Methodist Church, and Doug Brown from St. Mark's United Methodist Church in Carmel. And I'm going to provide in the show notes connections to all those churches so you can learn from them and uh, reach out to them and to provide also connection and and connections in our show notes for the Redbird Mission, because maybe you want to get involved with a work camp experience there. The need is great, and they certainly can can use uh, more folks from Indiana coming to be a part of the experiences there. I'm reminded here of uh, of what one of the people shared is uh, that what we found in the school there, uh, a placard on the school. This school was an amazing place that serves a couple hundred people who are just in desperate need and and the incredible dedicated teachers there, and just a great job. And you just It's a real testament to our United Methodist Church connectional system coming through and, and serving a need in education. But it said on the one on the wall there, it said that uh, you've been assigned this mountain to show that can be moved. So I think it's a message we can take back home to our communities in Indiana. And if you want to be a part of a connectional system, a connectional part of what we can do about Move Some Mountains, we want to be a part of that here at the Hoosier United Methodist Podcast. We want to tell good news stories. We want to share how mountains are being moved in your community. If you've got a great story to tell, I want to hear about it. And if you want to go to our website, HoosierUnitedMethodist.com, we 
You could sign up for our newsletter, and we've got some resources for, for you there. And uh, please, you can also go to uh, iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. It helps us as well. But these are the things that we can be about, friends, helping one another, working together to strengthen the connection in the United Methodist Church in the state of Indiana for the overall achievement and, and of achieving the mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. So my encouragement to you is to get your hands on mission, challenge yourself, get involved, and find that mountain in your own community that you've been assigned and know that it's your opportunity to show that it can be moved. This is Brad Miller for the Who's United Methodist Podcast, reminding you to continue to always do all the good you can. Thank you for listening to the Hoosier United Methodist Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. We challenge you to be an active listener by subscribing and becoming a vital member of the Hoosier United Methodist Podcast community. Visit us on the web at HoosierUnitedMethodist.com and chat with other members at Facebook.com slash Hoosier United Methodist. Until next time, continue to make disciples and transform the world.